0: This July 4th, from Angel Studios, the force behind his only son and the chosen, comes an extraordinary true story of courage and redemption. Starring Jim Caviezel, the actor renowned for his unforgettable portrayal of Jesus and the Passion, and Academy Award winner Mira Sorvino. Inspired by remarkable acts of bravery, Sound of Freedom unveils the breathtaking true events of a dangerous mission to save young innocent lives. Sound of Freedom. Rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. Go to angel.com slash freedom for tickets. Only in theaters July
1: 4th. We'll
3: Buy one sec, get another one absolutely free, or get my classic premium my pillow, and get another one absolutely free. so call the number on your screen or go to mypillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one get one free offers and get deep discounts on all my pillow products
1: that's mypillow.com promo code KMC
3: Hi Kevin McCullough,
1: I want to talk to you about immune systems, you know that part of you that helps you fight off things like the common cold which happens to be a coronavirus, COVID-19, RSV, other upper respiratory infections. Plus, maybe you feel, uh, I don't know, worn down or stressed out. Maybe you need help regulating blood pressure or insulin. Did you know that vitamin D3 does all of that? Vitamin D is not really a vitamin. It's a different type of substance. Your body actually helps make it when sunshine is exposed. But it also plays a very big role in your immune system. And if you have autoimmune dysfunction, it even helps you in that regard. Get your D3 all you need by taking BC Boost. Dr. Jeanette Nishwat's uh, little creation, BC Boost, it's combination of B12, vitamin C, vitamin D, and a little bit of zinc to help you stay immune positive. That's bcboost.com, bcboost.com. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, breaking news as it happens, what it means, and why it matters. All right, going to look at a lot of legal elements in today's news today and i hope that she'll stay with us uh very very top-notch attorneys uh chairman of the uh of the uh, harvard law school uh, for many years uh alan dershowitz with us also former prosecutor bob barr stay here
2: This. Kevin McCullough, let me start with you. I found this thing at
3: townhall.com by Kevin McCullough. The big dog has come out of nowhere.
2: Kevin McCullough.
3: I just want to help people think.
2: Nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. He's playing well the
0: world
3: as, uh, as well as anybody
0: could. Kevin McCullough is a nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. The odds are he's right.
3: It's Kevin McCullough
0: Radio.
1: All right, uh, we've got a lot to get to. Um, I am looking forward to having some conversations that are going to get a little under the surface, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about some things that are not being discussed in other arenas when it comes to the uh, big legal cases of the day. Of course, another indictment coming down, uh, and uh, the president uh, having to appear uh, in there in the uh, January sixth uh, situation. We'll have analysis of that coming in the days to come as well. But I want to start with a story out of the Epoch. Epoch Times that kind of took me by surprise. Um, And I'm surprised that uh, we've not uh, heard more about this, but I'm glad that at least the Epoch Times is reporting on it. Um, Special counsel Jack Smith uh, had to admit this last week uh, that in their ongoing indictment against uh, President Donald Trump in the Mar-a-Lago case, they have um, failed to turn over all evidence to the Trump legal team as they are required by law to do. And not only that, they lied to the court saying that they had. Now, I look, you're going to draw the conclusions you want to draw. But if the Trump team had done this, if the Trump team had not turned over evidence that they were supposed to so that the other side could see it. And then they went and they told the judge that they had uh, every news network in the country would be, would be calling on it. Every single news network would be uh, flailing about demanding that, uh, you know, there's be something done about Trump's legal team. Of course they would blame 45 for it entirely. And say that it was some sort of um, conspiratorial agenda that he worked with his attorneys to do, but but the other side does it, and you can't even get a mainstream outlet to cover the story. Here's what exactly happened: Mr. Smith's team, and he's the prosecutor in the Marlago case and in the January 6th case, said in a July 31st um, court filing in that classified documents case against former president uh, Trump that it had incorrectly claimed during a legal uh, during a July 18 hearing that it had provided all Mar-a-Lago surveillance footage to Mr. Trump's defense attorneys as required by law on July 27 as part of the preparation for the superseding indictment coming later that day and the discovery production for defendant Day De Oliveira the government learned that this footage had not been processed and uploaded to the platform established for the defense to view the subpoenaed footage. The government's representation at July 18 hearing that all surveillance footage the government had obtained pre-indictment had been produced was therefore incorrect. Now, under what is called the Brady Rule, prosecutors in a criminal trial have a constitutional duty to disclose all the evidence for the defendant's legal team, including information that is favorable to the accused and could reduce a potential sentence. So again, this is not even up for debate. Is It is entirely required by the Constitution. Mr. Smith's team accused Mr. Trump In a new superseding indictment filed on July 27th of conspiring with his staff to delete some security footage so that the grand jury in the case would not see all the evidence. The Department of Justice didn't immediately return a request for the comment from the Epoch Times. But the president in that superseding indictment denied deleting the tapes. The special counsel charged Mr. Trump with willful retention of national defense information and two charges in connection to claims that he allegedly told Mar-a-Lago workers to delete security tapes to prevent a grand jury from seeing them. Mar-a-Lago staffer Carlos de Oliveira has been named as a third defendant in the superseding indictment. Uh, you've also got Walt Nauta, the former um, gardener, whoever it was, and the commander in chief. Mr. Trump took his social, uh, took to a social media platform to deny the new charges, claiming that Smith's new allegation is false and tantamount to election interference ahead of the 2024 contest. The security tapes being deleted was a made-up lie by Jack Smith. Mr. Trump Mr. Trump wrote. The superseding indictment alleges that Mr. De Oliveira. Told another Mar-a-Lago employee that the boss wanted a server deleted on June twenty seventh of twenty twenty-two. That came about two months before the FBI agents raided the Palm Beach Resort owned by the former president, uncovering alleged allegedly classified documents in a storage area. Which it didn't, because they already knew they were there. It didn't discover they didn't discover classified documents. The the, the classified documents at Mar-a-Lago were already there. The National Archives already knew that they were there. They had asked them to put extra security on the door so that nobody could get them that wasn't supposed to. Mr. Trump has said he used presidential authority to declassify all of the relevant documents in the case against him and has denied that he hid any materials from the government. In a statement following the July 27th announcement, of that indictment and new charges, Mr. Trump's campaign said that the new allegations were part of a continued desperate and failing attempt to harass the former president. Jack Smith knows that they have no case and is casting about for any way to salvage their witch hunt and to get someone other than Donald Trump to run against crooked Joe Biden. An average polling data of uh, Real Clear Politics shows a close matchup between Biden and Trump, the former president enjoying a lead of about one point. Mr. Smith's superseding indictment increases the total number of charges in the classified materials case to about 40. I read somewhere that if if he's found guilty on all of them it's like 581 days or 581 years in prison. It's a joke. Has been a joke, will be a joke. Jack Smith is a joke. He got overturned by the Supreme Court for going after the the governor of Virginia a few years ago, nine to nothing. That means that even The really far lefties on the court thought this dude's whack. But this is who Merrick Garland put in charge of these two investigations into the president and hence the case is now being brought. Have you noticed one other thing? Have you noticed that they don't bring the next case? It doesn't drop until some really bad piece of news comes out about the Biden's. The Devin Archer testimony went down last week, and what happened? The next day, Trump gets another indictment. It's like they're trying to distract you from the actual criminal ongoing behavior of the current president, his son, and all the corruption that they were involved in. Now, the January 6th garbage, I've lost all respect for Mike Pence. I've lost all respect for Bill Barr. I've lost all respect for anybody that enjoyed the popularity of Trump's policies and the position of being his vice president and then stabbing him in the back at the first opportunity. It's classless. And I used to be a big Mike Pence fan. I think he served his state well in the Congress. I thought he was a good governor. I thought he was a good vice president right up until the, the final few minutes. And he's now playing a game for his own political survival to try to have a career past this. Sadly, I think Mike Pence's days are done. All right, Calvin McCullough, glad you're with us. Coming up next, we're going to talk to a former prosecutor who's got a lot of ideas about these indictments. Bob Barr joins me next. Hi, Kevin McCullough. You know, we always talk about how to keep your immune system on the healthy. Uh, It's your most important defense against most of the uh, wellness maladies that are out there right now. And when you talk about the little ingredients that help you the most, vitamin B12, vitamin C, vitamin D, and some zinc, you can get all of that in one place. An all-natural supply of BC Boost will help your body boost your antioxidants and fight those diseases. Uh, antioxidants like vitamin C, which helps strengthen your body's natural defense mechanisms. Uh, powerful antioxidants help harmful free ra- uh, neutralize harmful free radicals and help fight infections and oxidate stress and support a healthy immune system all the way around. Stay protected by getting your own BC Boost with BC Boost. Go to bcboost.com. That's bcboost.com. bcboost.com.
0: This July 4th, from Angel Studios, the force behind his only son and the Chosen, comes an extraordinary true story of courage and redemption. Starring Jim Caviezel, the actor renowned for his unforgettable portrayal of Jesus and the Passion, and Academy Award winner Mira Sorvino. Inspired by remarkable acts of bravery, Sound of Freedom unveils the breathtaking true events of a dangerous mission to save young innocent lives. Sound of Freedom. Rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. Go to angel.com freedom for tickets. Only in theaters July 4th.
4: I was a child when I was abducted by the Arabs. My parents used to own livestock, and my mother would do all the cooking for us. I don't remember the year that I was captured. There had never been any problems in our village. Then one day, all of a sudden, we heard that there were Arabs attacking Dinka villages throughout the South. We were so worried, we could not even sleep at night was a big concern to my mother and my father we were told that these arabs were heavily armed and would kill all the animals and people when they would attack we were very scared then one morning they attacked our village we scattered in different directions and i ran but i was captured my entire village was burned down and i've never seen a member of my family since Then I was taken north, into slavery. My eyes saw horrific things on that trip to the north. Women were raped, right in front of us. Men were beaten, and four men were killed because they tried to fight back. They were shot dead before our eyes. Once at the slave master's house, I was pretty much starved and worked brutal hours every single day doing difficult and very, very hard work there was no relief and then they raped me my slave master did not think of me as a human he would not even let me go to the hospital when I fell sick and one day I heard that there was a slave retriever from CSI close by how I wanted to be free that retriever secured my freedom and thank God I was able to return to South Sudan Thank you to each of you who helped the slaves be free, but please don't stop until we get them all.
1: And may I just add that we are so thankful that you have been part of the team that has helped us liberate more than 45 slaves this year already of the 192 that are on the list, 45 of them. Uh, have been liberated, and we have more that we are about to embark upon to do. You may know the violence in in Sudan is very dangerous right now, and yet our slave liberators are more committed than ever to getting them out, uh, to get them to safety and to get them to uh, be reunited with their family. If you'd like to help us, here's the number, 888-342-1010, 888-342-1010, 888-342-1010, or go to bringherhome.org for all the details bringherhome.org, bringherhome.org. Help us put an end to slavery in this lifetime. 888-342-1010. Hi, Kevin McCullough. You know, we always talk about how to keep your immune system on the healthy. Uh, It's your most important defense against most of the uh, wellness maladies that are out there right now. And when you talk about the little ingredients that help you the most, vitamin B12, vitamin C, vitamin D, and some zinc, you can get all of that in one place. An all-natural supply of BC Boost will help your body boost your antioxidants and fight those diseases. Uh, Antioxidants like vitamin C, which helps strengthen your body's natural defense mechanisms. Uh, Powerful antioxidants help harmful free, uh, neutralize harmful free radicals and help fight infections and oxidate stress and support a healthy immune system all the way around. Stay protected by getting your own BC Boost with BC Boost. Go to bcboost.com. That's bcboost.com,
3: bcboost.com. Breaking news as it happens. You're listening to Kevin McCullough radio.
1: All right, Kevin McCullough. It's a big legal day, and we are uh, focusing on a number of issues. And I'm going to I'm going to talk to a couple of attorneys that come from different kind of, um, I don't know, uh, philosophical ends of the spectrum. But they both have uh, a lot of experience in their fields, uh, criminal law, prosecution. Uh, representation in Congress and so forth. And we are going to begin this conversation with uh, former Congressman Bob Barr, who is also a very um, talented prosecutor before going to Congress, and he is still involved deeply in the care for the integrity of the judiciary and uh, matters that come before the courts today. Congressman, always a pleasure to have you with us. You're one of my heroes uh, during the impeachment saga, and uh, I I still uh, think of how doggedly you fought such good fights uh for the people of Georgia and I appreciate you spending time with us let me get to thank you Kevin let me get to the top stories uh, this week the president you know a couple of uh, a couple of more indictments I think he's facing what is it five hundred and eighty one years in prison uh, if he's found guilty on on all the things that are in the courts currently um I think a lot of people that talk to me, ask me questions like, Kev, how come these always seem to happen like the day after something bad is revealed about the Bidens? I don't want to really speculate on the politics for the purpose of my conversation with you, but I would like an, an understanding and an estimation of uh, if you were advising the former president, what exactly would you be focusing on? There's lots of plate spinning. How do you put these things in order and what do you focus on first?
5: Those are all good questions and the environment in which you're asking them and in which I'm going to respond is so different, Kevin, from the environment back in the late 1980s and uh, 2000 when I was uh, the U.S. Attorney here in Atlanta under Presidents Reagan and Bush one, and under, you know, the great Attorney General Ed Meese. That it's difficult to even make comparisons back in back in my day, uh the rule and the policy that uh, the Attorney General of the United States followed in working with and monitoring all of the ninety three u s attorneys across the country, of which I was just one here in uh, the Northern District of Georgia was The U.S. attorney makes a determination on their best judgment of what the prosecuting priorities are and the evidence that they have put together on whether or not to prosecute a case. And the U.S. attorneys were told, I was told by Ed Meese, for example, when I had a a public corruption case, sometimes involving Republicans, sometimes involving Democrats, when you are ready, Bob Barr, to bring that case to the grand jury and to try you do so. We don't interfere with when you bring it as long as you bring it based on the evidence, the law, and when you're ready to do so. It seems very different now, Kevin. And, you know, I have the same concerns that a lot of people do, that the timing of these things seems not to be so much dictated by the law the evidence and when you're ready to bring a case as it is extraneous factors i don't know that for a fact but that seems to be somewhat problematic
1: well and i think that i think that because they they are contrasting like that so you have bad information coming about coming out about the president or his son or their business dealings etc and then you have um you know uh, another bomb drop supposedly on 45 it i think the average american that's sitting at home is going wait a minute um these uh, there's a consistency to what's happening here and it seems as though um the doj appears to be in on time with something uh and and i don't want to jump to that conclusion meritlessly but it, they're making it look like that in terms of how this is getting executed. Now, I'm, I'm glad you brought up your experience under Mr. Meese, because I would like to get your assessment of how you think uh, Attorney General Gar, uh, Merrick Garland is handling uh, these cases and whether or not you even feel like he's been truthful in terms of how he empowered uh Mr. Smith and his team to go about um, some of these investigations that they've been in. Uh, and again, Jack Smith has also had a hand in some of the, the the looking at some of the Biden stuff too. But how is the conduct of the attorney general being um, consistent with what you've known in the past? How is he comporting himself today?
5: Well, first of all, it is vitally important to touch on your initial point there, Kevin, and that is the public's view of the credibility of the Department of Justice, if in fact there is, as there appears to be, uh a significant concern on the part of the public that these federal prosecutions are not being handled objectively uh, and in a nonpartisan way that can very subtly and perhaps even uh, very openly erode public confidence in our federal judicial system, which is very bad. Because in many cases, uh, the uh, success in bringing legitimate cases such as corruption and fraud and major drug cases depends on the public's willingness to assist by providing evidence and being witnesses and so forth. And if the public feels that these cases are not being handled objectively and in a nonpartisan way, that can make the government's job much harder in protecting the public. So that does concern me. Whether or not, uh, Merrick Garland, and I'm not a fan of his, but, uh, whether or not he has had any hand at all in interfering with a U.S. Or the former U.S. Attorney Jack Smith, the special counsel, uh, after he assured us publicly and before the Congress that he didn't, uh, I don't know, but I do think that that is a very legitimate exercise for the uh, the Judiciary Committee in the House, if not the Oversight Committee, to look into. Uh Because if you have an attorney general that says, OK, I am appointing a special counsel and they are going to have full free reign to seek evidence and marshal evidence on their jurisdiction wherever they wish, and then steps are taken to limit that, uh that uh, addresses the credibility uh, and truthfulness and ethics of an attorney general. We don't need that. So I hope Congress really does inquire a lot more deeply into that.
1: Yeah. Just one minute left, Congressman Bob Barr, and thank you again for your time. But let me ask you to switch hats for a second and go back to Congress for a second. Um, The Comer Committee and the Jordan Committees have really gotten down to some brass tacks, particularly on the corruption stuff. And from your perspective in knowing the, the criminal courts and what the power of the committee there is to refer to the DOJ, do you anticipate – well, it, are the committees having at least some positive impact, if nothing else, things like the plea bargain – uh got blown up uh, in in part perhaps the, because the judge is aware of things that are, that's hanging out there that were not uh, clear uh, clearly evident in the uh, plea bargain itself but are these committees doing the job that you think they need to be doing to help re- ferret out uh, the public corruption
5: they could be doing better i think they need to coordinate their activities a little bit better and they need to discipline the Republican members on the committees better than they have been. Uh, it doesn't help to have members on these important committees in these vital hearings uh, going off on tangents. You have to be disciplined, you have to make sure that you are uh, approaching these investigations according to an overall coordinated strategy. And in that regard, each one of the two committees and the two committees combined need to be doing a better job of that, in my view.
1: Bob Barr, we always appreciate your insight on the uh, legal issues of the day. Thank you for being with us.
5: My pleasure, Kevin. You
1: got it. And follow him on Twitter. One of the better uh, reads uh, if you're watching especially top legal news of the country, Bob Barr on Twitter. Kevin McCullough coming right back. This July
0: 4th, from Angel Studios, the force behind his only son and the chosen, comes an extraordinary true story of courage and redemption. Starring Jim Caviezel, the actor renowned for his unforgettable portrayal of Jesus and the passion, and Academy Award winner Mira Sorvino. Inspired by remarkable acts of bravery, Sound of Freedom unveils the breathtaking true events of a dangerous mission to save young innocent lives. Sound of Freedom. Rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. Go to angel.com slash freedom for tickets. Only in theaters July 4th.
2: Balance of Nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time.
4: I'm older and I have more energy, just like all the commercials that I see on TV. So it really is a help uh, to my well-being.
5: I'm 80 years old. I clean up after 450 kids in the cafeteria for three hours. And then I clean 300 steps. And then I, I vacuum carpets and clean halls in five hours because you know, for an 80-year-old, that's a lot to do. And I still have energy after work.
3: Uh,
5: I consider it a, a great success.
2: Start your journey to better health with Balance of Nature. For a limited time this summer, get $25 off your first order as a preferred customer, plus a free fruits and veggies travel set with free shipping and our money-back guarantee. Go to balanceofnature.com or call one 800 246 and get this special offer by using discount code KMC.
3: Hello, I'm Mike Vindell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA.
2: When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why
3: I invented MyPillow.
1: Code KMC. Hi, Kevin McCullough. I want to talk to you about immune systems. You know, that part of you that helps you fight off things like the common cold, which happens to be a coronavirus, COVID 19, RSV, other upper respiratory infections. Plus, maybe you feel, uh, I don't know, worn down or stressed out. Maybe you need help regulating blood pressure or insulin. Did you know that vitamin D3 does all of that? Vitamin D is not really a vitamin. It's a different type of substance. Your body actually helps make it when sunshine is exposed. But it also plays a very big role in your immune system. And if you have autoimmune dysfunction, it even helps you in that regard. Get your D3 all you need by taking BC Boost. Dr. Jeanette Nishwat's uh, little creation, BC Boost. It's combination of B12, vitamin C, vitamin D, and a little bit of zinc to help you stay immune positive. That's bcboost.com, bcboost.com.
3: confusion, amplifying truth, and pursuing clarity. It's Kevin McCullough Radio.
1: All right, Kevin McCullough back. Uh, glad to have you with us. Um, and uh, Imran Ansari, who regularly joins me to have these legal discussions, is away today. But in his stead, at least for this segment, uh, Alan Dershowitz is going to rejoin me. Uh, and, uh, Professor, you um, predicted almost with um, prescient clarity that the uh, kind of uh, cases that Jack Smith and the prosecutors have sought to brought, uh, sought to bring against the former president. I'm curious, in your book, Get Trump, you, you laid a lot of this out. How on the mark were you in your predictions?
6: Well, I was 100% of my prediction because I make actual predictions based on my 60 years of experience, not <laughs> what CNN does. CNN's predictions are all wishful thinking, self-fulfilling prophecies. And they're almost always wrong. I was the only person, I think, on the air who predicted that uh, the judge in Delaware wouldn't accept Hunter Biden's um, plea bargain. Everybody said that was crazy, ridiculous. Judges accept it all the time. But I, I knew from my experience that there was enough uncertainty that the judge wouldn't accept it. And I think it was pretty clear that these four indictments, the three that occurred, plus the one likely to occur in Fulton County, uh were we're in the offing i also think there'll be some convictions uh, that is if the trial remains in the district of columbia in front of this judge who has shown extraordinary uh bias uh against uh, trump and in favor of other demonstrators um um there'll be a conviction uh, but no reasonable people won't trust it uh, they'll say the conviction resulted from a venue in the district uh, most anti-Trump of any district in the United States in front of a judge, you know, who who learned her profession from the law firm of, uh, of Boy Schiller, which has been disqualified and condemned more often than any big firm in American history, wow. in my opinion. Uh, and so uh justice must not only be done, it must seem to be done. And if this case continues in front of this judge and the D.C. jury, uh, half of America won't. In the end trust the judgment we need a case uh, presented in front of a judge in west virginia who has no prior history with trump and if he's convicted then the public will say gee uh justice was achieved but you're not going to get that feeling if there's a conviction in the district of columbia in front of this judge
1: so looking back into your 60-year crystal ball uh-huh. what What are the next steps for both sides? Uh, And and I'm really particularly curious about the president's defense strategy. What does he tackle first and how does he go about it?
6: Well, they're not going to do it because I don't think the lawyers are creative enough to do this. But if I were the lawyer for Trump, I would not accept being arraigned uh, today in front of the magistrate of this judge. I would immediately come to court and say, We're moving for a change of venue, and we're moving for a change of judge, and we're not going to enter a plea until we get that resolved, where the case is going to be tried and before whom, and I would immediately appeal a denial and say this is a unique case um, where the public has to have trust in the outcome of the case, and there should be a right to interlocutory appeal from a judgment denying change of venue and change of judge, so I would get very aggressive and make those motions right at the arraignment, it's not going to happen. He's just going to plead not guilty, is my prediction.
1: Why do you think his uh, uh, attorneys have not been more aggressive? Because you're not the first one I've heard argue that, and and even in some of the other indictments that have occurred, some of those arguments.
6: It's no accident. The uh, lawyers are terrified. Uh, Look, five of them were named as unindicted co-conspirators. Even I have been subject to a bar complaint by Project 65 this group that has sworn to go after any lawyer who defends Trump. And when I protested Project 65 and said I would defend anybody who was subject to discipline for defending Trump, what do you think they did? They filed a bar complaint against me. So there is out there uh, an attempt to terrify lawyers and make them timid. And, you know, when a government moves to a tyranny, the two things it does first is eliminate speech and eliminate the independent bar. And that's what we're seeing happen. And so every American ought to be concerned about this indictment, which endangers both freedom of speech and the right to counsel.
1: Do you think that eventually the Trump cases end up before the Supreme Court?
6: I do. Yeah, the question is when and whether it's after a conviction or before a conviction. Some may be after, some may be before. There will be, look, The jury, as we know, will indict a ham sandwich if the prosecutor asks it to. And a petty jury in Manhattan and a petty jury in the District of Columbia will convict a ham sandwich if his name is Trump. And so I think if things don't change now, we'll see convictions and then we'll see appeals. But the appeals will probably occur after the election, whereas the convictions may well occur before the election and could influence the election
1: all right uh professor alan dershowitz we always appreciate your insights thank you for being with us
6: always my pleasure thank you
1: kevin mccullough coming right back stay here
0: July 4th. From Angel Studios the force behind his only son and the chosen comes an extraordinary true story of courage and redemption. Starring Jim Caviezel, the actor renowned for his unforgettable portrayal of Jesus and the Passion and Academy Award winner Mira Sorvino. Inspired by remarkable acts of bravery, Sound of Freedom unveils the breathtaking true events of a dangerous mission to save young innocent lives. Sound of Freedom. Made at PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. Go to angel.com slash freedom for tickets. Only in theaters July 4th.
1: For those of you that know, we have been doing all that we can to help liberate human trafficking and human slaves uh, with Christian Solidarity International this year. It's our annual cause, and we have 192 names of women that need our assistance this year. Uh, Women that have experienced some excruciating things, and I want to say thank you to those of you that have already called, 888-342-1010. We have helped liberate uh, more than a dozen now this year. Utensils, uh, other things that they need to create uh, a life for themselves, and you do it when you call 888 342 1010. Or go to bringherhome.org.
3: Across the globe, learn why it matters first on Kevin McCullough Radio.
1: All right. My next guest is no stranger to my radio audience, but he has not always appeared with me uh, on the video or television side of things. But I'm very excited to welcome back uh, my next guest because he has a bit of good news for an organization that I care very, very much about. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Joel Veldkamp. Hello, Joel. Good to be here, Kevin. Um, What happened this week? This week, uh, the organization
7: I work for, Christian Solidarity International, got back its UN consultative status as an NGO after 24 years. Um, so 24 years ago, we had consultative status at the United Nations, which meant we could go to meetings. We could uh, deliver remarks at sessions of the Human Rights Council. And, um, in 1999, the government of Sudan decided that they had had enough of us and they, rallied all their allies on the committee and stripped us of our status.
1: Well, and so, let's uh, go according- back to what was going on in 1999. So yeah. CSI, that was the war completed at that point or were, was the was the Civil War still ongoing?
7: The war was in full swing in 1999. That might have been the peak of it, actually.
1: And Dr. Um, John Eibner and CSI were trying to rally the governments around the world to intervene and to basically draw up a peace plan that would let everybody go home and have kind of their own uh, territory, which ended up happening. Um, Mm -hmm. But Sudan didn't like the fact that uh, CSI was, was spearheading these interventions?
7: Not at all, not at all. At the time, the government of Sudan still thought that they could win the war by destroying the Christian population of South Sudan, basically. And one of the main ways that they were trying to destroy that population was through slavery. So I know, as your listeners know very well, Kevin, tens of thousands of African Christians were enslaved by the Sudanese government and its allies during these years and taken to the north as, right. as slaves, as war booty essentially. And what CSI was doing, and what we still do today, is we use an underground network of traders to get people out of slavery. Yeah. Um, and in the '90s, this was shocking news. This was international news, and it was very embarrassing uh, for the government of Sudan. Um, and I guess the breaking point came when we asked the leader of the South Sudanese people to come to the UN with us to speak to the world on our behalf. And after that, um, Sudan and its allies rallied together and got CSI expelled uh, from having consultative status up to UN. Yeah.
1: So let's talk about that term for a second. Consultative status. You said it allowed you to make presentations and to be part of meetings and so forth. What's What's the most significant reason why you're glad to have it back
7: well for us it's a platform to speak for on behalf of the persecuted right and that's why we weren't actually that sad when we lost it in 1999 because we had used it for what it was for as far as we were concerned we had used that platform to give a voice to the persecuted people of south sudan and um it got a lot of attention and it got maybe even more attention when we were kicked out uh so that was a success in our books um, was there any attack,
1: opposition to to uh, bringing you back into consultative status within the un
7: absolutely yes so we we applied we reapplied to get the status 11 years ago wow and in 11 years the ngo committee at the un never allowed a vote on our application but every time they met they would send us another question about our application and some of these questions. So they would ask
1: one question a year of your your application? Let's say three
7: questions a year, because they would meet about three times. Couldn't
1: that have been taken care of in like a phone call? Yes, but of course that wasn't the
7: point. (laughs) The point was to make sure that we never actually got a vote on our application and we just got stuck in this bureaucratic process forever. Um, So what finally happened just yesterday actually is that some friendly countries picked our application out of the pile and said we're not going to break this cycle and we're going to force the whole economic and social council of the UN to vote on this and they did and we won 24 to 12 with 11 abstentions so it was fairly close in my understanding but
1: well yeah i mean if it's uh, 24 to 12 oh, or was that does that mean that there were 35 potential yes votes, but 11 abstains. So you only won by 12 votes. Uh, well, you still got two to one. I mean, that's a pretty good, that's a, that's a fair representation of, I think what you guys are uh, represent to the global community because as my listeners are very intimately familiar with because we do talk about csi and we are advocating for slave liberation and now that sound of freedom and other things in the culture are drawing attention to human trafficking and human slavery again i hope that we we, we get many many more slaves freed than what our goal is but um, friends if you're listening to this and saying Yeah, there's no reason why CSI shouldn't be part of the UN. You just got to remember a lot of the bad countries have lots of representation at the UN. The UN oftentimes comes off as doing more of the work for the bad countries than it does for the good countries. It just in very... General, broad parlance, that's what I would argue uh, sometimes the UN's ultimate outcome has been. It is nice to see that CSI has been reinstated. Um, Joel, let me me hone in on Sudan just for a second. I know that at the peak, there were about 185,000 enslaved Christians um, in the north. And I know that CSI, well before I started working with you, but I know that in the years we've worked together uh, and before – all combined i think about 135 140000 something like that have been liberated and of course there have been some children born to women who were raped and enslaved so there's there's you know a questionable number that still are multiplying or replicating but in general is the thought generally accepted that we are beneath the 50000 slaves left in sudan now and that if we just had people that came alongside and really uh, rolled up their sleeves and said they wanted to see this done. We could get this done in a in a short ma- short amount of time. You
7: know, I hesitate to put a number on this. Um 185,000 to begin with is a good estimate, but we really don't know how many it was. We just know it was a a lot a lot of people. Yeah. Um as you said, a lot of people have died in the meantime, a lot of people have been born into slavery. Um I do think we're getting close. And I think. And what's a really
1: disturbing goal. is that when all the world community global leaders came together, they were fine on settling the war. They didn't want to touch the uh, slavery Absolutely. issue. They didn't want to liberate the slaves. And I know mm-hmm. that the US was part of this. And I know that Dr. Eibner was very, very key in pulling all this together. But it wouldn't have taken that much more effort by the global community to say, okay, Sudan, as part of this settlement, you have to let the slaves go free. Joel Veldkamp, uh, International Communications Director for CSI. Thank you so much for being with us.
7: Thank you, Kevin. God bless you.
1: Kevin McCullough coming right back from New York. Stay here.
2: Balance of Nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I ran this by my doctor, I always run it by her everything I take, and I told her I've been taking this for a while. Is this is this okay to take? She goes, Oh, this is wonderful for you to take. Keep taking it. She goes, I approve this. This is very good. So she said, Yes, she said, this is one thing you can take that's very good. I'm not going to stop taking Balance of Nature. Start your journey to better health with Balance of Nature. Call one 1-800-246-8751. Or go to balanceofnature.com. For a limited time this summer, get $25 off your first order as a preferred customer, plus a free fruits and veggies travel set with free shipping and our money-back guarantee. That's one 800 246 Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this special offer by using discount code KMC.
3: Hello, I'm Mike Vendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest-growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA.
2: When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night, and I wake up more well-rested in the morning.
3: That's why I invented MyPillow.
1: KMC. This July 4th,
0: from Angel Studios, the force behind his only son and the chosen, comes an extraordinary true story of courage and redemption. Starring Jim Caviezel, the actor renowned for his unforgettable portrayal of Jesus and the Passion, and Academy Award winner Mira Sorvino. Inspired by remarkable acts of bravery, Sound of Freedom unveils the breathtaking true events of a dangerous mission to save young innocent lives. Sound of Freedom. rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. Go to angel.com slash freedom for tickets. Only in theaters July 4th.
3: you need to know when you need it it's kevin mccullough radio all
1: right kevin mccullough so glad to have you with us i don't know if you are aware but there's been a growing tiff in another uh, arena of government uh between two people you haven't heard in the headlines lately there's no there's no trump and there's no biden in this story uh dick durbin the um One of the top Senate Democrats, uh, in fact, he's the the top Democrat besides the leader, uh, Senate Majority Leader um, Chuck Schumer, um, blasted Supreme Court Justice Samuel Alito this week, claiming that, uh, well, this is what he said. He said, let's be clear. Justice Alito is not the 101st member of the United States Senate. His intervention in Article One activity is unwise and unwelcome. Senate Judiciary Chairman Dick Durbin said in a statement on Wednesday. Now, what was this all about? Well, those comments came because he's responding to the Supreme Court justice, who in a recent Wall Street Journal um, interview criticized a new bill that's being pushed by Durbin and his Democrat colleagues that would try to impose new uh, rules on the Supreme Court justices. Now, listen to this. Lito told the journal very clearly Congress did not create the Supreme Court. The Constitution did. (laughs) He goes, I know this is a controversial view, but I'm willing to say it. No provision in the Constitution gives them the authority to regulate the Supreme Court. Period, he added. Durbin continued to fire back at Aliyah's comment, saying he is providing speculative public commentary on a bill that is going through the legislative process. The ethical conduct of the Supreme Court justices is a serious matter within this committee's jurisdiction. Ensuring ethical conduct by the justices is critical to the court's legitimacy, said Durbin. I've said from the beginning of this inquiry, if the court does not act on ethics reform, Congress will. We've advanced advanced a bill to do so last month, and we will continue our push to ensure the highest court in America does not have the lowest ethical standards. Okay, let's take them both at their word. Durbin thinks he's got all the power, Because he's head of the Judiciary Committee in the Senate. And they're going to pass some sort of legislation that's going to go over to the House. And let's assume for a second you could get McCarthy and the Republicans in the House of Representatives to go along with it. Unlikely. And as a result, uh, it goes to the president's desk. And let's say Joe Biden signs it, which he's just daft enough. He just might. What do you think happens to a bill that becomes law when a law is unconstitutional? someone sues in a court to verify the constitutionality of that bill. And when they sue to verify the constitutionality of a law, it goes through sometimes a, a wide variety of opinions on the lower level until it goes to where the Supreme Court. And what's the one question that the Supreme Court answers about all laws that come before it? What does the Constitution say about this? Good luck, Mr. Durbin. You're wasting your time. Doesn't mean Supreme Court justices get to do anything they want. If you think that uh, you can, you impeach one and take them down. There is accountability. But Congress didn't get to make up what the Supreme Court justices do, and it doesn't get to make up anything about their job. That's in the Constitution. And for the time being, we still have it. I'm Calvin McCullough. We'll see you next time.